Hello and welcome to episode 257 of Three Bears a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello Colin, we're once again doing this by Zoom because Scotland is hotter than hell um, and I'm not going outside. Uh, it's, it's been pretty, it's, for once it's been pretty warm, not quite at the levels that England's experienced, but yeah, it's been, it's been, I've, I've been going to work without a jacket. So my God, my God. Um, yeah, although I'm sitting here with a cardigan on. So, it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, we are, we are, we, we do live in a country where we're used to a temperate climate, so we don't want, I don't want to live in heat, you know, I'm not born no, for heat. But most Scottish people don't do it. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, obviously maybe the opposite for most, whereas I think I'm quite, kind of comfortable in what kind of. You know, Mediterranean temperatures, that's like my, my comfort zone. So, yeah. I'm I'm built for hibernation at any moment. That's that's what I'm built for. You are a, a, you're strangely attracted to winter, aren't you? you I do, do like, like winter. Yeah, yeah. You, you still wear shorts and shit in winter, which has always amazed me. Like, I've seen fucking times where it's minus and you've kind of strolling out of work wearing shorts and a hockey top. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'm, 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 built like for, a... I'm built to retain heat. That's, that's what I would say about me. I'm built to retain heat. Um, but that's Sometimes completely old men and talking about the weather. And um, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um, so I picked this one up on the way home from the co-op, and it's called Wainwright, um, the golden beer, and it's a bottle with a nice picture of a mountain on it. Oh, nice. And it is, it's just just a light kind of golden beer. Um, yeah. it's, it's very, very drinkable. Um, Lovely. Not too fizzy, um, nice kind of gentle aftertaste as well. It's actually quite a nice beer. I'm quite impressed. It's, it's not strong at all. It's like 4.1, so... That's not, very good one of those evening. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to mess with my head or anything like that. So, yeah, um, I'd recommend it. Wainwright, the Golden Beer. There you go. There you go. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking? I've got one of the can. It's called Fierce IPA. Oh, oh what's that? It's, the got, can? it's got a lion singing. Singing. Oh, yeah. It's um, that's pretty cool. I like that yeah. can. Um, so it's from Fierce. It's an it's an IPA. It's very nice. It's very refreshing. Um, very citrusy, which is what you expect from an IPA. Um, but yeah. Just very nice. It's a Scottish brewer as well. I think Fierce Link are based in Edinburgh, I believe. I might be wrong with that, but I think they're Edinburgh. Um, but yeah, lovely. Very nice. Very nice, nice. for a Thursday evening, yes. You definitely outdone me again. Um, your can is by far much nicer than my bottle. Um, that's that's really impressive, the can. I'll yeah. give that a 10 out of 10. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> from what we've discussed off camera, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking tonight because I'm one of the person seeing any movies. We'll start with yourself in terms of what you've watched. TV-wise, what have you watched at home, Colin? What's um, your eyes? Really, really not a lot, of, I'm afraid to say. Um, I'm continuing my, my Only Murders in the Building on slot. Okay, how long has um, that got to go before I can start watching it? We are on, I want to say, episode five last night, so potentially three more. Is, is it usually eight, okay. maybe, maybe ten, yeah. so between okay. three and five more. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of weird. It's, uh, I was talking to Lorraine about it all night because we're both kind of really big fans. And it seems to be that, I mean, it's still enjoyable and it's still good, but the first season, every episode was good. Mm. Whereas with this season, um, there's good bits in every episode. If but you know it's what not, I mean. not an overall great episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been one so far that stand out for me, but other than that, yeah, there's, it's, it's almost like season two of The Flight Attendant where... It, it's not telling you what's going on, where it's going. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, there's just a lot happening, but nothing's kind of working towards a conclusion or giving you any mm. clues or um, it seems to be the problem. I mean, still, like I say, still enjoyable and, and, you know, the chemistry and stuff like that is yes. still there. Um, now and again, people will pop in and out and it's nice to see them and things like that. But yeah, it just feels like it's, you know, where are you going? You know, the first one was quite, you know, 
it had a strong narrative from start to finish, so it kind of unfolded and, mm. and you know, kind of you got a bit more each episode. But this one, you know, there's just some episodes that just, just like I got nothing from that in terms yeah. of plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but every episode has had good things in it. Um, so that's where we're at with only murders and building. Question with it. Mm-hmm. As we know, they've got Steve Martin in it. Yeah. They have Martin Short in it. Yeah. When does Chevy join? Mm, I don't know if they've got a relationship anymore, have they? I don't know. I know Chevy's a very grating character for a lot of people. You're thinking of Three Amigos, aren't you? That, I that's am. What that's what I'm thinking. I think it would be nice to see, but I think... Impressionally, I mean, I don't know the full ins and outs, but I think... Mr. Chase has burned a lot of fucking bridges. Yes, and... I believe. Yeah, I don't believe Chevy's um, the most revered and loved member of the, the comedy yeah. circuit. And especially with something like this, but it's not a family show. There's, there is a lot of bad language and stuff in yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? But, but it is definitely, you know, a kind of safe, comfortable show. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a name you would want attached to it, possibly. possibly not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, obviously, Steve Martin and Martin Short have clearly they've maintain the friendship, you know, they've done shows together and yeah. things like that, you know, they're a, a, yeah, a double yeah. act almost um, at times. What um, would be nice would be to see Dennis Quaid pop up, for example, in our space, Martin Short, Dennis Quaid, something like that would be nice sweet touch. a bit more of a, a reach, to be honest. Maybe we'll have the Disney kids pop up to be alongside Selena. Well, not bad. Zach Efron, you never, Zach you Efron. never know. Yeah, Zach yeah, needs a job, Zach. Zach's, um, you need something to ignite his star again. We've discussed that recently. He does, he does indeed. So we watched that and uh, I took your advice and I've started watching Ms. Marvel. Lovely. So I'm only on a, it's episode two or three. Um, okay. Not as enamoured as you are so far. Um, okay. I have had people say to me it does pick up. Um, See, I was, when... I was drawn in first episode. First episode had me absolutely loving it. Just, yeah. I like the freshness of it. Um, enjoyed the different angle being like from a sort, it's not just, you know, a white western take on the superhero definitely, genre? Definitely not. Um, and it, it, it does look different from anything else. I mean, the, the, the oh. kind of visuals and animations and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, very. Um, it, it's got, got those vibes. Um, I don't know. It's. I think I'm finding it too meta, possibly. Too possibly. many. And I get the, the MCU, it's big enough to be that meta now. Do you know what I mean? There's enough movies and stuff for like that that it's got it. Oh, so so in the world that it's in, why wouldn't a young girl be mm. obsessed by one of the Avengers? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, is it any more meta and any more weird than the Thor Love and Thunder has got like an infinity cones? thing like you're selling like ice cream cones that are in the shape of the infinity gone i know but this, more weird. this seems to kind of hit you with them constantly do you know what i mean almost i'm thinking i guess but, I mean, should, yeah. should a fangirl make sense yeah. yeah but i'll give it i mean I'll, I'm, I'm not disliking it do you know what i mean i'm just mm. not as as wild by as you are and i have heard people say that once the grandmother who i think just appeared in the episode i watched there because then it, it kind of it does kick in again. There's a lot of, yeah. a lot of interesting stuff in it. Mm. Um, definitely, it's a different angle from what you expect from a comic book show. Um, it, mm. it covers a lot of history. You don't people will very, but probably people in Britain particularly will be very unaware of, which I will actually get to later on today. Um, and also, I, I think the parents are awesome. Like I've enjoyed the, both parents. I think are fantastic in it. Yeah, the, the mum's really funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm so like the dad, it's just so yeah. charming and just sort of just so sweet. And I, I like the whole family dynamics. I like the whole stuff in the mosque and things like that. And yeah. um, I, I actually just really enjoyed the different take. On the you know it's a big world out there, and if you want to have a, 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 a Marvel universe where um, it apparently affects the whole of the planet, 
it can't always just be on the, the west coast or the east coast of America where things are happening, or or only in these like sort of particular you know white only families. Yeah. It, and it has no, to be. It, it's, it's definitely is nice to see, you know, what, what kind of heroes and whatnot who aren't fucking blonde hair, white teeth, blue eyes, you know. Oh, the, Chris. The, yeah, yeah. So th- that's nice. So I mean, definitely, I agree with you on that one. It's, it's nice that it's moving away from, you know, the the Americanized version of what a superhero yes. is. Yes. I'm sure it'll piss a lot of people off for all the wrong reasons. But, it, it did. It, it yeah. has already. Yeah. Because um, that's where the world people is. not realising that this character's been around, you know, Probably longer than the MCU's been around, but you know, well, definitely longer than the MCU, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people are assholes, as, yeah. As, I just read the comic, that, I read the comic, this version of Miss Marvel was based on recently, and it's very good. I very much enjoyed it, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll stick with it. I'm not, not, not liking it. I'm just not as I was expecting big, big things based on, on your reviews so far, and it's, I don't know if I've kind of set my aim probably, to yeah. For it. I, yeah. Maybe just maybe some of the Marvel TV shows have been a little bland for my liking. Like I really enjoy One Division, but Loki, um, Moon Knight, Cap and Winter Soldier, Cap and Falcon. Mm. Um, so I one was out. Don't you dare say Hawkeye. Hawkeye you was decent. Hawkeye and Hawkeye different angle. You got a different yeah. sort. In of, the brought. Again, Hawkeye was different because they didn't, didn't make it world-changing events. It yeah, it was a guy trying to go home for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was fine with that. No, I enjoyed Hawkeye. I think I'd probably put Hawkeye slightly ahead of this one in terms of what I enjoyed the most, but I enjoyed the, the performance of Miss Marvel more than anything. I thought no, she was really she, 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 charm. She's definitely got a challenge. She's natural as well with the camera, isn't she? She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a good little actress. She'll, she'll do well, I think. I like it. I liked it. Yeah, um, definitely. That's pretty much me. That That's... Oh, I've really watched, believe it or not. Um, and now it's at the last seven days since we spoke. I've okay. managed to amass four episodes. <laughs> well, let's start the, the new part of the show where Richard tries to convince Colin to watch some <laughs> stuff. Um, so, all Netflix stuff this week. I think it's December, so I've got three Netflix things um, to try and convince you to watch one of them. Um, I think I'll be able to get you to watch at least one, maybe two. Okay? Okay. Okay. So the first one is called Persuasion, um, and that's read by Carrie Cracknell, um, who's a theatre director. Um, she was a co-director of a film called The Doll's House back in 2012, but mainly she's known for, for theatre. Um, Persuasion is the adaptation of a Jane Austen novel, so I can already mm-hmm. tell you're checking out. I'm, I'm, I'm begging you to stay <laughs> with me, Colin, right now. Um, so Persuasion is the story of, kind of, it's a, so after women's, Eight years after Anne Elliot was persuaded not to marry a dashing man of humble origins, they meet again, and it's a question of will she seize love this time, or will the world get in its way? Will, will other people, again, have their way in, in changing the path of our destiny? Um, very Jane Austen in that respect. Yes, uh, very Jane Austen, yeah. Um, yeah. So in the film, you've got um, Dakota Johnson um, mm-hmm. is playing sort of lead role. Um, Richard Lee Grant plays her dad. Um, Henry Golding, the exceptionally charming Henry Golding in it. Cosmo Jarvis, also very charming and dashing. Um, and also Yolanda Kettle, uh, Lydia Rose Bailey, and Nikki Amukura Bird. They also uh, pop up in it in our roles. But definitely Dakota Johnson show. Um, so everything I've read on, I, I, I watched this and I actually quite enjoyed it. Reading online some stuff, people did not enjoy this, particularly the Austin heads. Um, Austin enthusiasts, and um, they were not happy with this. They, they were not pleased with the adaptation. So I think well, one of the key things of this is it's not particularly accurate adaptation of the book, 
But if you've not read the book, like I haven't, I think you can get a lot more out of it. I think if you're if you're a fan of the Jane Austen book, you're maybe not going to get a lot out of this. Okay. I'm uh, going to say that. Well, if you were to take a Jane Austen adaptation and film it as it was in the book, the fucking trite. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it was written in a period that doesn't translate well into now. Yeah, I, I think, in a style that, that, that is quite kind of you know. I think I think, people, I think people have in this one is that the sort of the motivations they put forward in this one are different from the motivations in the book. They don't really match up right with the, the character who she is. Whereas, like right. you know, like Clueless is an adaptation of Emma. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not set in the time of Emma when I mean, it was yeah. first written. But the the the, the, um, the tone and the um, the motivations for the characters are still the same as the book, just yeah. set in a different time period. This apparently changes a lot of that stuff. Around. Yeah, I didn't know, so I don't really care about that. It doesn't um, matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a film of two halves. I really enjoyed the first half of it, where it all kind of like it was very like it's not. Spoil to say, very flea bag energy. If she's always doing, she's always talking to the camera, turns the camera, we sly nods and winks. So like, it's very modern in that respect. So I've, I've kind of read reviews and, and heard about this the whole kind of flea bag. See, I've never seen flea bag, so the flea bag reference means absolutely nothing to me. Basically, um, flea bag. If something's going on in flea bag, the character would turn to the camera and smile like in a knowing way, or she would say something to sort of narrate it as the person was talking to try and like give you an insight into what was going on in her head. Right. Things like that, so it's sort of it's it's breaking the fourth wall constantly. So it's Deadpool for cravat wearers. Yeah, but in, in Fleabag, it's not <laughs> Fleabag is, is brutally funny as well. And this it can be quite funny yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but that's very prevalent in the first hour of it, and it actually found it really funny. I actually actually got a lot from it. I thought it was actually quite charming. Dakota Johnson was very flighty and charming in it as well. I, I like her as an actress. Don't know why, but I, I do quite I find a charm to her. Um but the final 50, it sort of stumbles, becomes just a a, gen, just a a normal sort of the kind of period film that you don't like, you yeah. know, and it sort of just becomes, you know, corsets and people running about in the rain and, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And yeah. it, sort of, it, it lost a lot of impetus at that point of the energy that it had in the first half and kind of lost its way for me there. Uh-huh. Um, okay. The flea bag is a little bit cynical in how they use it, but then going, it's probably breaking the fourth wall is not. It's not the. It's not only Fleabag has done that. This does feel yeah, very yeah. ripping off Fleabag, but it's definitely not just that because like other yeah. things have done it for years. You know, they've done it, didn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 done it, yeah. Deadpool done it before Fleabag, I think, as well. So, you know, so it's, yeah. like it's it's been done yeah. before. It's not anything new, but it, this does feel very much trying to tap into the sort of the Fleabag generation. People who love yeah. that TV show, they'll get mm. something from it. And um, but I, it was used a little bit too much at times. But for the most part, I thought we were away with it. Like I said, Dakota Johnson, very enjoyable in the first half. She kind of embraces the comedy of it. Um, when she got into just sort of like, I'm a pretty girl, look at me being pretty, I, I lost interest in it. That was basically the, the, the final half of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the cast just kind of performed stereotypes. Nothing new from them and nothing you would not see in any other period film um, in the past. I was going to ask, so, so Henry Golding, I'm still not convinced by this guy's ability to act at all. Yeah. Give me he, he can be pretty. He, he's a, he's, he can be a, a very handsome man on camera, yeah. which is basically what this is: handsome man yeah. on camera. Yeah. Um, he, has a, he, has, he does play a bit of a dick in this and plays it actually relatively well. So yeah. he has he has got some chops, but doesn't really do. He, it's very much material to stereotypes. Direction yeah. is pretty standard. There's nothing really sort of like flamboyant about it. It makes you sort of like remember anything. It just it, it it's a. I thought it was I thought it was an enjoyable one hundred minutes of, of film. Yeah. Um, not the best, but it's on Netflix for nothing that's killed, like I said, 
an evening watching it. Um, but I, I, I dug it more than I thought I would. I didn't really expect to like much of it, but I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Out of ten? Six and a half. Oh, I'm never ever going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it, but I think <laughs> it, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lorraine made me watch, I don't know which one it was, this one with Emma Thompson and all that. And all yeah, sensibility. Possibly, and I think I pissed Lorraine off because I thought all the characters were douchebags and that the, their motivations of doing things were all wrong and she was trying to explain to me, no, you're not getting this. And I was like, no, but he's a dick because he's done this to this person and you know, and she's like, yeah, but you're not getting it. And yeah, I think I feel straight Lorraine whenever I watch Peter I think Jackson, most cars and Jane Austen are dicks, so I think that's kind of the yeah. point. Yeah, but they're, they're always cheating in two time and, and oh. shit like that. And you're like, they're always marrying for money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a character in this who plays sort of a really sort of like spoiled brat sister, and she's got mm. very Florish Pew vibes, and I actually really enjoyed her in it. She was really good. Mm. So, good eye for her. Anyway. Still not watching it. No, no. Um, <laughs> on from that, we'll go to the, um, another Netflix one, called, and that's called The Sea Beast, um, directed by Chris Williams, who directed the films Bolt and Big Hero 6. Um, oh. And also directed Moana. He was a co-director of Moana as well. So the man's got some directing chops. Some this is chops, not Disney, yeah. but this is um, possibly DreamWorks. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but anyway, the plot of this film is essentially Pirates of the Caribbean meets How to Train Your Dragon. Pirates on the sea are tasked with going to kill big sea monsters. Something happens where big sea monster isn't actually as evil and as bad as they think he is. So sea monster and young girl become friends and are trying to prove that sea monsters are actually good people and it's the pirates who are all bad trying to kill them. Oh, okay. Cool. So, actually, sorry, like, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon meets Pirates I think I've them. seen a trailer for it and yeah. um, the animation looks sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the film, you've got Carol Urban doing the accent that Carol Urban really likes to do these days. Um, he's, he's definitely honed in on his company. He's still in Billy Butcher mode, yeah. yeah. He, Yes, you feel like ever since um, he played in Ragnarok, he'd done it in Ragnarok. In Ragnarok he yeah, played yeah. The, He seems to really hold, he seems to like doing this accent a lot, so he's, he's definitely doing that he's, again. He's going with it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. uh, you've also got Jared Harris popping up in his body. Um, it's always nice to see him in a film that actually had a bit of weight to it. Um, yeah. Dan Stevens, Zaris, Angel Hater, and Marianne Jean Baptiste as well. Um, this is very charming, it's a very well told Adam animation. Um, and it doesn't skew too young. It's actually got some nice themes to it that sort of appeal to sort of the older person, as an older, you know. Uh, sure. Like I said, animation is at times phenomenal. Like the, what they've done with the water in this is un, it genuinely, it, the opening 20 seconds, you would swear it was um, what, like live, like yeah. live photo. It's yeah. like film. It, it's so, and you're like, holy shit, that is like real. That yeah. becomes a problem at times because then you have this like basically sort of like animated. Um, sea monster and that looks fake and you go that looks weird and that on that um, like backdrop beautiful water yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I had a similar problem with um, The Good Dinosaur the Pixar one mm, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. The, the landscapes were almost just unbelievable and the dinosaurs were very cartoony Toony, that's yeah, similar thing yeah. with so it feels a bit it, it, sort of, uh-huh. it, just, it jars a little bit Um the monsters basically, the sea monsters basically, someone's one watching How to Train Your Dragon and they've watched um, Lilo and Stitch. And yeah. they all look basically they're that too, big, too big, big eyes, big cute faces and stuff like that. When they, when they, when they growl, they look mean, but when they're not, they look quite free and friendly. Is it, um, is it funny? It's funny in bits. Because the trailer comes across as quite, it's quite a serious film. I was going to say, there is a lot more serious stuff in it. There is definitely some comedy in it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, there's definitely a theme of like, you know, sort of questioning authority and not believing what you've been told and like sort of, um, you know, don't always believe what the, the main story is. Always, you know, do your own research and find out things about that. That's a sort of main thing throughout it. You mm. know, question the patriarchy and stuff like that. So that's that's definitely something new and, and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I would say, it, it does feel like two or three films smashed together. It doesn't feel overly unique, but what it does yeah. do, it does really well. Um, yeah. Nothing really stands out in sense. Other than animation look really pretty. Like the monsters don't look particularly different from any other monsters. You know, that's the problem. It's, it feels like I've seen this all before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for what it was, it, it's it's runs a little bit long. It's like, I think it's like nine, no, 100 minutes long, maybe like around 40, around 50. So it runs a little bit long. But what is there is it's, it's very charming, very nice. And kids would get something out of it. I think I have something out of it. And, it. and it's nice to see something, although it's taken from other stuff, it is standalone. It's not a sequel or something. It's yeah, because everything just now is Minions is a sequel and Ice Age yeah. is everything sequels. So it is nice to see something Original, original, yes, and yeah, very yeah. comic. It is borrowing a lot from other places, yeah. you know. Like I said, yeah. yeah. Um, is, is it one that? that so I'm, I'm going to watch this. You just sold me. Um, I'm going to watch it with Caleb, who is 11 years old. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. I think you'll dig cool. it. Cool. Yeah. I will do that. That's my weekend sorted. So thank yeah. you. Watch CBS. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought. I was again give it six and a half out of ten, but this is a high six and a half out of ten, whereas Persuasion was maybe in the low end of six and a half out of ten. Cool. Both six and a half out of ten. And I think maybe the length sold, sir. Sold. that one. The length of it probably was an issue for me. So it was a little bit too long. But the yeah. themes were nice, the animation was nice, tags are all nice, and yeah, it's it, it's charming. Cool. I'll watch it the weekend and I will give you my report next week, sir. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna going one is an absolute it's it's I think you're gonna be surprised by Colin. Um and it is on Netflix and it's one of the biggest films of the world right now. It's a film called RRR, Rise, Roar, Revolt. Is this the Indian films? Yes. I watched right. this today. I, I know of them, um, okay. but I've not watched it. There's, this is a franchise, is it? No. Is it a, what, There's no? TGF, you think, is a franchise. Right, this is, okay. This one's yeah. standalone, okay? Right, okay, um, cool. So this is by a guy called S.S. Ram Jamui. Um, so you have to apologise for the name. I'm going to get wrong here because, um, obviously... It, I've got a Scottish accent, and these names are not made to be said by someone with a, an Ayrshire accent. Who rolls at ours, yeah. Who rolls I, R, 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 So it's a fictitious story about legendary, revo- rev- legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they start fighting for a country in the 1920s. Essentially, these people, these two people are real. And we know, and apparently in, in Indian history, you know, we know about this, how, where they were born, where they grew up and then when they rose to prominence and set in India free from the British. But there's this sort of like, you know, the missing years, kind of count the Bible with the Jesus years, the missing years of what you've done in between. And this is sort of filling in a, a, a sort of fictionalised story of what happened during this time. It all revolves around a kidnapping of the British take a daughter from the village and they're tasked to go and get this daughter back from the, the British sort of king in India. It's not the king yeah. in India, but you know, the British... You know, whoever, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, guy. Um, so then that's basically the plot. So is there also a love story in there, as all you know, um, Indian films have. Um, and that sense, that's it's um, sort of like basically traversing India, trying to get this kid back. Did Miss um, Marvel make you watch this? No, I wasn't watching this because it, it was huge, it's getting massive reviews because I think they referenced this in Miss Marvel, didn't they? Oh, they do when because it's it when she was talking about KGF and this, and they were kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um. 
and essentially just saying they're traveling the country, trying to save a few kids, and at the same time, they're starting a sort of uprising at the same time. A revolution, to, to, yeah. A revolution, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the names in it, I don't, they don't mean anything to me, but apparently they're very big in, uh, in the cinema, is N.T. Rama Rao Jr., Ram Sharan, A.J. Deving, um, but also popping in it for myself and you, Colin, is Ray Stevenson, pops up as the British, um, like, sort of colonel in charge of the British um, regime. I could see him being a kind of character, actually. Yep. Yeah, um, and yeah. also, Alison Doody, do you know her? You do know mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's Elsa and um, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Not Temple yeah, of Doom, yeah. um, Last Crusade. She plays yes. Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. So she plays his, she plays his wife. Oh, right, okay. That's, um, <laughs> and she's even and more insane and crazy and evil than, um, <laughs> than Rick So <laughs> this, like I said, one one I want to watch because I have, as much of a cinephile I am, I have literally no knowledge of Indian cinema. Despite, the, saying, fact, actually, yeah, despite yeah. the fact Indian cinema is the biggest film producing um, industry in the world. Yeah. Um, oh, for one thing I didn't know, for example, I get schooled on it today on Twitter, was the fact that I said it was a Bollywood film. It's not a Bollywood film. It's called a Tollywood film. Yes, I heard that. Um, Bollywood's yeah. in north of it, India, um, mm-hmm. and then Tollywood's like the south of India, where they speak a different language and everything. Yeah, stuff, so yeah. And again, it makes sense. Is that t- Tamil, isn't it? Tamil, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a Tollywood, not Bollywood. Um, and I guess it makes sense because I was thinking about well, calling every American film Hollywood. It's like yeah. not every film comes from, you know, they come from all over America, you know, or, or yeah. every Western film is Hollywood. No, it's like, yeah, it's, British, it's, you know, it's, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, different degrees. So that was interesting. I think I learned that. Um, this film is fucking insane. Like, this genuinely is like in a, in a world where we have been sort of a little bit, I would say, in a world of 29 Marvel films and how many DC films and what we also have had recently. Action is, we well, became accustomed to a certain type of action that we sort of almost can watch in our sleep. It, it takes a lot to bring yeah. out of it. This, Something like a raid comes along and you go, oh, wait a minute, that, that, hold on, what's this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The raid or like Mad Max Fury Road come along, you're like, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a holy fuck moment. I was like, I was watching, this, I was watching a small screen, well, a TV screen, it's still pretty big, but it's not a, a massive cinema screen. And I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe they're doing some of this stuff. It's absolutely mental. Um, just in terms of just like pure adrenaline pumping action in it. Um, and just some of the stuff they do that has no basis in any sort of reality. I think that is sort of the key to sort of Indian cinema. Is like mm. they don't try and make things like sort of down to reality. And they, like, for example, they would look at our Batman and go, why do you want to make it so grim and like sort of yeah. realistic? Films should be fun and crazy. So they make everything fun and crazy. And like, there will be like a moment where it's like, and action scenes kicking off, and all of a sudden it'll stop for a massive fucking Bollywood dance number that sort of we in yeah. jars of other people like what the fuck's going on? But imagine if you're watching it from an Indian cinema point of view, this is it's like wow, the wow, yes, we've got yeah, here we yeah, go. this yeah. is not this yeah. is what people want to see. And I'm like, so yeah. I was I, in terms of like a cultural shock for me watching, I'm like, this is totally something I've never really experienced before. So I was really intrigued to watch that, and really it, it properly drew me in. Um, it felt totally fresh compared to the West. I don't know how fresh this is. This maybe people are just saying, if you're an Indian person, which might just go, this is a good example of what we do, but it's not fresh. Whereas yeah. to me, it felt very fresh and, and, and interesting. Um, I like the subject matter of treating the British in India as complete dicks, which essentially they were. So they were. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, I'm happy to see them being treated like that. Um, it's... CGI... Like, India's got a massive film industry, but it's CGI yeah. a little bit behind what, say, we're used to. Yeah. So there's a lot of animals in this, and pretty much every animal in this is um, CGI, and you okay. can tell. You right. know, it, it's a slight, there's that, not quite uncanny valley, but it definitely, you can tell it's not quite right. You know? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, it's 
off-putting or it's not off-putting, it's just sort of you go like, oh, that's clearly not a real tiger. But yeah, yeah. what's happening is why the tiger's appearing, you don't give a fuck because all manner of insanity is happening around you. You go, yeah, fair enough, they've got, they've got a fake tiger, but I'm watching like a tiger and an elephant and you attack a man, you know, it's like, you know, it's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so, like, so I'm so, or a guy, getting, a guy running through a jungle getting, getting chased by a wolf and a tiger at the same time and he's trying to, you know, get away from me, like, I'm kind of, I'm investing this. I want to see what happens to the wolf tiger moment. <laughs> Even a bit when a guy, two guys are swinging off a bridge to try and save a, a wee kid in the water, while for some reason having a, like an Indian flag in his hand, you know, just for pure, just for effect. It just, it just visually is so fucking compelling and so much more interesting than what we've expected. It sounds like a lot of fun. It, does. it is. It it's insane good. fun, and it imagine yeah. in a real, in a, in a, like a packed cinema with like sort of like a, an Indian crowd. It would have a real sort of. Almost Bravehearty type sort of like um, kind of wild cheering and yeah, yeah yeah that kind of moment too. So that was what really dug about it, and it felt like that. Um, it is well over three hours long, so it does test the patience a little bit. Particularly, I think a years. lot of Indian films are quite. Yes, yeah, so I think and, that's a standard and, thing. That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, um, but to me, that especially when like you sort of you get like a fucking fifteen minute dance number going. You could probably trim this puppy down, you know, get some of that in there, but <laughs> they keep going with it. And I did enjoy that every single white character speaks like. The Dave Chappelle impression of a white person, you know, it's, it's like it's like the Indian perception of what a Westerner speaks like, and it's like are, they, are, are the the white characters are they dubbed or no? They speak English. It's not English. They, they speak English, so they're being yeah. coached to do you know, do the lines like this. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So they're, they're speaking. They're not speaking like an Indian accent. They're not. They're not doing mm. that. They're just mm. speaking very posh English. But it it does feel very like. The, line, the, the, the dialogue I've been given doesn't feel in any way natural. Probably the yeah. same way someone who watches, like, say, you know, any number of action films and you, and you see, like, say, a, a Muslim terrorist talking, or Mus- you know, and the people go, that's not how people who are Muslim yeah. talk. Yeah, you know, yeah. That kind of thing. It's like it's someone of a different culture writing. So I think, the thing I've enjoyed with Miss Marvel, what I've heard people who talk about Miss Marvel is, like, it's a bunch of writers from that that world writing for that character, they're not trying to think what would that do it, you know, it's yeah. writing yeah. for it's, the people they know. That is how they speak, they would, they would speak. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. for just um, for, um, pure, for pure insanity, I enjoyed the hell out of it this, this afternoon. I watched this, I was off today and I spent three hours watching Indian cinema and I have no complaints. Are you going to watch KGF now? I'm very intrigued to watch KGF now. I've heard that's I, think, one of the... I think that's massive. I think that's like... Yeah, there's like three parts of that now, though, isn't there? Maybe, maybe more. I think there was one out in Cineworld recently as well. Um, so yeah. it might be... So that that could be... Um, but no, it, I, I really enjoy when you find something that, that you've never seen before. And it's, it's, I think that's why I enjoy Chinese cinema so much. Oh, you see, me and you dabbled so... watching a fair bit of Chinese and yeah. sort of Korean cinema for a while there, but... Yeah, and it is. It's so different and refreshing. Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, not... Every film has a Hollywood formula. Do you know what I mean? Oh. It's it's nice to see that, and you appreciate that there's other ideas out there, and there's stuff that's unexplored, and will never kind of be exposed to. But well, a lot of Western people will never be exposed to. Oh. So yeah, it, it is exciting and um, watching different stuff. Yeah, and just even when I'm watching like French cinema or Nordic cinema, you realise mm. there is other ways of doing it other than just doing like the way we are conditioned to watch yeah. American cinema, which yeah. is what I got from this. So it's on Netflix, man. It's three hours long, but it is well worth. A dabble into even if you have to like sort of watch half and then pause and come back to it, it's definitely worth a watch. Does it feel like three hours? It, there is times it does feel like it is dragging a little bit to me from, from my eyes because it felt like, like the moments they have like big dance number going like easily. Mm. Like, I mean, that being said, dance number catchy as fuck, you know. Honestly, like I was I was completely with it, you know. I was but like, then, but then I guess like, um, 
I guess the dance thing and, and in culture, it's you know, yeah, the, the, that's yeah. a very symbolic and stuff. It's not ah. just a dance, it's symbolism and stuff like that, which is probably lost on us. Yes, exactly. Thing. That's um, the thing. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so um, I, get, I get why it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. I dug it seven out of ten for myself. Wow. Um, so that that's been that's been you've convinced me I want to watch this now just to see the tiger and the ostrich and the elephant attacking them in. <laughs> just that light alone, I'm like, yeah. That's not even it? that's not even in the sort of like the finale. That's like halfway through that happens. Like the sort of big there's an action scene in it that I swear to god you'll not believe it involves a truck and a and a a truck full of animals, and you'll not believe it when you see it. It's oh, truly man. fucking unbelievable. It, it's, it'll, be, it'll need to plan time for this one. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll definitely I'm, I'm want to watch this now. God yeah. damn you. That yeah. Two for free, sir. Two for free. Two for, I thought I got one out of you, but I'm happy I got two out of you. I, I no, knew one you get the other one out of you. No. The, the, the only period thing that, that I actually confessed to enjoying was um, Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Remember we watched that? No, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Not as not as much. Not as much. Um, yeah, oh, I like yeah. Um, no, it's it was all right. It was a bit kind of yeah, ropey at times. But I watched, um, I watched it recently again. <laughs> How's it hold up? Something more enjoyable than I remember. I really like my yeah. Elizabeth Winstead. So maybe that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot as well. Um, yeah. I'll probably need to revisit that at some point. That wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, yeah. so I might have to do that. Pages and zombies at some point again. To see if I, enjoy I that keep again. trying to find it, and I don't think that it doesn't stream anywhere. Ah. So it's one you need to either buy or, or find by other means that we're not allowed to discuss. That's um, that upsetting. Because I, I want Lorraine to see it because she's a massive fan of Pride and Prejudice. And <laughs> she will not to... like this then. I, I don't know. I mean, it does have source material in there. Do you know I mean, it's not a complete departure from the material, but is is the thing. Do you know I mean, all the characters there and they go through the same kind of story arts and stuff. Yeah. Like, it just has zombies in it. Um, so I, I think she will. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, it's only available on IT uh, on um, Apple Plus. You got to buy it for three forty nine. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to get, and even trying to find it on DVD, I've, I've kind of scaled CX and stuff like that, and it's even kind of hard to find there as well. Very I'll get good. it one day. I will. I will find it. I will because I've got determination, and I'll get yeah, it. Indeed. Um, we're going to wrap up the, the quickest pod we've done in a long time because um, not seen much. So next week out, <laughs> hopefully you'll see some stuff. We've got The Grey Man on Netflix, the big action mm. film, yeah. which is getting. Interesting. Oh, I think all right reviews. Um, mm. So that has a decent cast in it. Also in the cinema, which I do, I'm definitely going to go see it at the cinema because the wife is a massive fan of the book and she's definitely going to see this film. And that is Where the Prod Dad Sings. Which is getting very lukewarm reviews. Yeah, just, but done, done yeah. very good business, strangely. But um, I really enjoyed the book. I thought the book was excellent um, mm. as well. Um, and I really like the girl, the, the lead girl on it. I think I've seen her in something. I can't remember it was something. Fresh. Recently, and she, she totally... Yeah, she yeah. totally blew me away. I was like, who is she? Um, I, I need to know more about her skill. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm invested purely for her. But I have read some reviews for it, and they have been pretty, pretty look for them. But the trailer for me, because Jill was really excited about this film, because it's like, this is, this is her Avengers Endgame. She's been, mm. like, you know, hyped for this film. And I saw the trailer, and I saw the director who it was, and I checked out the, the previous history. It felt very TV movie looking to me. Yeah. When I feel yeah. like it's, you want it to be cinematic. So I'm open-minded. It's an interesting yeah, story. I'm, intrigued. I'm yeah. very intrigued to go and see it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll have to find some other stuff to watch, but there's not much out. Maybe we'll both watch Resident Evil. I think we, yeah, I think we were speaking about that earlier on. So maybe we should start the, the movie first of all, and then yes. maybe the TV show. And, we can, and I'll we can finish the boys. I'll tell you what I think of the boys. You can finish it off. Cool. Yeah, tell me what you find us.
you can find us at number three beers and a movie. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Gmail. Um, I couldn't get the email address sorted. No, so, so, so many emails. Uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. And one day we might be on TikTok. You never know. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been Booyah. Three beers and a movie.